0: Indiana Runner Podcast Season 2, Episode 2. Josh Horowitz and I get into the boys' preview. It's a little bit lengthier even than the girls, but I think you'll enjoy it. All right, let's hit it. My wife told me the theme music was a little too long, so uh, I haven't I haven't chopped up the podcast yet. Maybe I made it shorter. Maybe I just let it roll. We'll see. Josh Horowitz calling out to vote. The second edition of the Indiana Runner podcast for this season. We're going to go through our boys preview today. Same format, talking about them in, in groups of ten. Josh and I each have a team, and uh, why not break the rules? Why not? School hasn't started yet, so we can. Uh, we can get off track a little bit. It's it's more fun to do that, right? Again, we talk about this all the time, Josh. Bill Simmons sold his multimedia company to Spotify for a quarter of a billion dollars. All sell Indiana Runner for half of that. That's right. We we make the rules here, right? I make I make the rules, and then we both break them. <laughs> and then we both break them. Uh, it's uh. It was, it was 90, 91 today on the north side of Indianapolis. How warm did it get in Bloomington, Josh? 90. I know. because oh, It I was warmer in pro- Carmel than Bloomington, huh?
1: Yeah. I, no, I saw, I saw 90 at the highest today.
0: <laughs> One of our kids came out. We uh, Obviously, you've got to make adjustments. I mean, training is great. Safety is the most important issue for any coach. So one of our kids came out and, and we're doing like, okay, here, here are the number of minutes. We're not going to change our number of minutes that we're going to run. We're running easy. But I ne- you guys have got to come back every 10 or 15 minutes. Show me you exist. Get a sip of water. We got the cooler out here. But if you want to go in and drink out of the water fountains, walk inside for a second, you left your water bottle in the locker room. Go ahead. One kid goes, yeah, it feels like it's 105. And I'm thinking like, how can you feel that? Then I realized like, oh yeah, it says it right on your phone real feel right yeah no you can
1: probably get it like on well obviously oh yeah i'm sure he had like
0: He might you're right i think he probably had it yeah he probably had it on his watch where it just said real feel or feels like 105 he did yeah technology i could have
1: the technology i could have had while i was in high school to know exactly what temperature
0: it was on a run
1: well right (laughs) i don't know what
0: good it does you but yeah it's now if he yeah if he would have just licked his finger and stuck it in the air and said 105 it would have been I would have been impressed. The kids these days, though, they're they're much smarter than when we were in high school. We were in high school at different times. Uh, Let's get into it, Josh. We're gonna go absolutely ten at a time. We got our top fifty. We're gonna go up, and these have now been released. And when you're listening to the podcast, it will be in the future because we may wait a couple days, um, or I may I may put it up right away. I don't know. I haven't decided. Uh, So we do ten at a time, and then once we get to the top ten, we're gonna stop and we're gonna talk about. Podium contenders and title contenders. We have more title contenders uh, than we did on the girls. The girls, we cut down to two. The boys, there's going to be more than two, so there could be three or more. Um, and And then podium contenders, again, probably about 10 or 11 teams. So starting off, the top 50 boys teams, Indiana runner, preseason countdown available right now on Indiana runner. Number 50, Brownsburg. Number 49, Batesville. Number 48, Avon. Number 47, Terre Haute North. Number 46, Huntington North. Number 45, Greenfield Central. Number 44, Cathedral. 43, West Noble. 42, Castle in Evansville. And 41, Pendleton Heights. You and I each picked a team, and then we'll give kind of a percentage chance to make the state meet, depending on the area of the state. That could wildly vary. So who's your team in that uh, bucket of 10, Josh? All right. So I have
1: Terre Haute North as my team. They're at number 47. Um, But as you broke the rules yesterday with having your one team, I'm actually going to sort of bring in another team. I'll explain that in a second. But Terre Haute North, we got them 47. They're Brown County number nine. Uh, INCC stats gives them a 7% chance to make the state meet and a 68% chance to make the semi-state. Uh, they have a front-runner, Dylan Zek, and he's going to be a junior. And listen to these sophomore times that he ran. 5K, 1557, 159 in the 800, 425 in the 1600. So he's definitely poised for a great cross-country season. Uh, I think you had in the preview potential all-stater, um, but they definitely need depth after their first two. Um, if you look at last, last season, they're going to lose four of their top six. So they they do have the two back, but they definitely need some depth. Um, they're fifth ranked in the uh, Bedford-North Lawrence, Bedford Lawrence Regional, which it happens to be the regional that I get to attend every year. And this is where I'm going to bring in another team, Bloomfield, a team that is not ranked in our rankings, but – they, they would be the BNL team number six. And I bring them up because they are returning all five from their uh, best team in school history last year. And so for that regional, they could be fighting for the fifth spot and between them and Terre Haute North.
0: I'm, I'm going to surprise you on here. Maybe not. You've known me for a while. Maybe nothing I can do will surprise you. But I always have an eye on Bloomfield. And I noticed that they had a really good team last year for how small that school is because there i mean there have got to be less than 300 kids i'd imagine fewer than 300 students that go to bloomfield high school in 1967 bloomfield high school would have graduated like 30 kids a year you're wondering how does this guy know how many kids graduated from Bloomfield High School in the late 60s and early 70s. And the answer is my mom went there. So this okay. is just like a tiny school in, you know, on the outskirts of Bloomington, basically in, in Green County. But I always kind of had my eye on them. And I got to tell you, I am going to go buck wild if Bloomfield makes a state meet. I, I hope they're all listening to it, you know, all 12 of their kids at the high school if bloomfield makes the state meet, i am making an appearance at the ta- i'm bringing donuts to bloomfield boys at the state meet let's if go they make now one individual makes it no sorry girl i'm not bringing a single donut i'm not i'm not insane but i will bring donuts to the bloomfield boys at the state meet if they make it We're officially, this is a Bloomfield podcast now, right? Yeah, we are. (laughs) I guess I I was, I called myself a Garen Goon last time. I'm a blue. we are Bloomfield boys. I bet they'll be there. You're going Saturday, right? To the Laverne Yeah, we'll be,
1: we'll be there Saturday.
0: I I bet Bloomfield's there. I'm going to find their coach. And so,
1: and that's why I want to bring them up because do not be surprised, especially if you're in the Southern part of the state to one, see them at semi-state at Brown County. But if they make a run, and and nab that sixth spot for for the state meet.
0: If if they if you if they make it, Bloomfield boys coach, if you're listening to this, if you make it, like I will mail you my address. I will buy one of the state finalists T shirts. I need two. I need one for my mom.
1: And and to wrap this back into Terre Haute North, because um, like I said, that fifth spot at the at the regional could be between them two, um, where Terre Haute North has the two front runners, but Bloomfield's going to have a lot more depth. It seems like um, so that's where. Terre Haute North is really going to have to figure out where their three, four, or five come in.
0: Right. Potentially, but also with a school like Terre Haute North, which is roughly about 1,800, 2,000 students, there's, there's a much better chance they've got somebody that we don't know about that um, somebody whose friend plays soccer that's disaffected by the soccer team and now wants to do. And, and a better chance for a freshman or whatever. Yeah.
1: Right. And a better chance for an impactful freshman, I'd say. Um, but yeah. my last thing on Terre Haute North is that I think they have one of the best, or one of the most underrated jerseys in Indiana, because they got the nice Having Patriots. Hard logo. They the, well, they got the nice Patriots logo on the back.
0: Oh gosh. Oh, <laughs> I I get it. I get it. You know, your dad grew up in Boston or whatever. But like, still, come on, man. Have some. You got. I'm getting I, secondhand. I have, to, I have to mention it. I have to mention. I'm getting secondhand it. embarrassment right now. Oh, <laughs> All right. Business. Well, we. we we can move yeah, can this an audio so let's media. Let's move on to your first team. My team in that group of 10 is Greenfield Central. I'm guessing their odds to make the state meet are exceedingly low. What, what do you got? 3% on
1: Greenfield Central
0: to make the state meet. That, that sounds right. What, what caught my eye with Greenfield is that they came to the Carmel Showcase. Uh, I got them 45 on I or on uh, Indiana Runner. Um, I, I'm not quite sure what they are on INCC. They should three percent chance, but th- they had a couple freshman boys that ran like 10 20, 10 30 range at the Carmel Showcase, and then they had another guy that ran close to 10 minutes, um, and then based on their semi state results, there's there's a senior in that mix and i just they were just I, I that's an impressive meet right and some of those schools yeah. had you know some of the top the top two teams last year the top two distance running schools the ones that finished first and second in the state in boys cross country and they had those schools had eight to ten to twelve guys they were capable of running 10 minutes or faster and in greenfield had like one guy that ran under 10 minutes but I was just, I don't know. I was just impressed by Greenfield at that meet. And that just, that stuck out to me that it's going to be so immensely difficult to make it out of the Shelbyville semi-state this year. And then moving forward, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if we're getting away from the four round tournament and we could be looking at maybe eight regionals with three or four teams making it out. And then where they are in the state, they, they may find themselves, in a, in a better position if we go to that, but I just, the, the, the committee of one on Indiana runner is, is got just got an eye for Greenfield central. I just think they're, they're just a team to watch out for. And I don't, I don't have any other reasoning other than they they interest me. And if you know, Greenfield is right smack in the middle of the state, but if they were in Brown County, they, they might have a, a much better chance. And if they were in New Prairie, they, they could have a much better chance. And, and we're, we're not too far away where they're ranked. We're not too far away from teams that are projected to make it out based on, on the Indiana runner rankings.
1: Right. Right. That, that's really interesting about the the freshmen. And just looking at their team from last year, like they only lose a couple from their top six. Um, so they'll have guys back, but uh, it's really going to probably depend on the improvement of those freshmen and sophomores that they have. Right.
0: and, and, you know, two freshmen at in the 1030s or, or 1020s, that's really, really good. And they've got, you know, the, a random freshman from a random school, you know, a, a tiny school in the outside of a big city like Bloomfield or whatever. Now, Bloomfield's not a good example because, like we said, they've got four or five quality guys. Like, you're you're there, you're by yourself. You may not get a lot of good instruction. You may not have a good training environment. But these guys at Greenfield, there's at least three of them that are, that are pretty good. And they proved it in the track season. Let's go to our next group of 10, 40, Terre Haute, South 39, LaPorte 38, Warsaw 37. And our first projected team to make the state meet Munster 36 Northwood 35 Mount Vernon. That's Mount Vernon in uh, Fortville, not Mount Vernon in Southern Indiana 34. My guys, Garen. Mm-hmm. 33 Fort Wayne Dwinger 32 and another projected state meet team Morgan Township and 31 Jennings County so we each kind of have teams that we have our eye on for, for whatever reason maybe they just we just like the way their jerseys looked the at a meet maybe there's something enticing about the youth of the team or we know their coach or whatever who is your team in that 10. So I pick
1: the uh the Munster Mustangs another one of my favorite favorite names in the state of Indiana Uh, They're number 37, and as you mentioned, they're the uh, first projected state meet team for the IR top 50. Uh, They're New Prairie number six, so INCC Stats has them at 46% to make the state meet, which makes sense for a lot of those bubble teams to give them about 50% chance uh, this early. And if you listen to the girls' podcast, you know a lot of the teams that I like are teams that have athletes coming back from the previous season. Well, Munster is another one of those teams. They have five back uh, from the Mustangs' first state meet team in six years. Uh, Max Lindenmeyer was 16-22 at the regional last year, so they have um, a front runner for that semi-state. And they're one of three teams in the New Prairie semi-state that have around a 50% chance um, at that last spot in New Prairie with Warsaw and Morgan Township. Um, so, I mean, they're, they're definitely going to be in a fight for sure.
0: So a couple of things I know about Munster, just off the top of my head, other than that they are projected to make the state meet. And it is crazy to me that they're 37th in the state, but they're projected to make the state meet. But that's, I mean, it's in in some instances, it's cyclical, right? And in other instances, our state has two population centers, one in the very center of the state, which is that Shelbyville semi-state, which is routinely the, the, one of the more challenging ones. And then the other is in the northeastern part of the state and the, the IHSA made it more even among two semi-states now by taking some of the schools from central Indiana and moving them into that northeast semi-state. Um, I always thought this was funny that sometimes schools for their swim team take the mascot, their school mascot and make it, try to make it aquatic. So oftentimes, greyhounds, there's nothing you can do. So they're just like, whatever, greyhounds can swim. And we've won the girls like 48 years in a row. So we don't really care what you think. Munster, you know, must a Mustang is a horse, right?
1: Yeah.
0: The Munster swim team, they call themselves the seahorses. Wow, that's pretty cool. Is, I like that. Uh, the Columbus North, the Bulldogs, they call themselves the Bullfrogs.
1: It's not as cool know.
0: as the seahorses, but it's, I mean, it's better than just like saying greyhounds and not caring this. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and Munster, they, they made it last year and they got a lot of their guys back so mm-hmm. that, and you can count on a team with experience being motivated and you can count on motivated kids improving from year to year. So it seems, did you say what their percentage chance was? Yeah, 46%. Yeah, that's that seems about right. Yeah. I know it it always seems low to me. Um, but and, yeah, and remember that's, the, that's these the way be, that, 46 yeah. is a pretty high percentage. Yeah.
1: And I'm interested to see like how how those numbers change um as we get through the first couple weeks of the season. Cause these are very preseason raking or percentages on making the state meet and stuff, but uh, when we get through right. the first few weeks, it'll definitely
0: change. And, and we talked about it in the girls podcast too, that like, this is preseason. We don't know all that much right now, but that, like you mentioned, that'll change a lot, but the boys teams are not immune to that either. It's not like you can just take the, um, okay, here are all the returners delete all the seniors. And this is what it's going to look like. It's just not accurate because there could be kids. We didn't know about that were injured um, that'll be back this year. Kids that we did know about that, that could be injured this year. Um, f- freshmen, great improvements, uh, iron issues, all that kind of stuff that, that that's, you know, if you were to go through like we were talking about kind of off air before this, pro- probably very few people or any are going to go back through and listen to this, but uh, like, it'll look a lot different. It's September. It's uh, August 10th. It'll look a lot different on September 10th. And it probably could look a lot different on october 10th even even from september uh my team and that group was jennings county
1: and so they are 20 percent to make the state meet and i believe you had them at uh brown county seven does
0: that sound right yeah and i think there's a bit of a gap between we got a nine team gap in all of the team all the state teams between those two and i I think the top six in Brown County, you know, the seventh team is, would you say 19? Uh, 20%. 20%. I think that um, the other, the top six that must be relatively high. And we'll, we'll get into that in a minute um, with, with one of your teams. Jennings County is interesting to me. They, they made it, I think two or three or four years in a row. Um, and then they had a, maybe a one-year break and that, that may have been last year, but it's a team that they were ninth last year. They've got six of those guys back. Uh, they made three in a row, and then they, they missed the last two years, which I called in the preseason um, preseason rankings. I called it a mini drought. They had a huge drought. They'd never made it from whenever whatever year Jennings County started to offer cross-country. Uh, they never made it until 2016. Then they made three years in a row, and now they're back. So there's, there's obviously a good culture. They're getting good enough guidance and instruction to make the state meet from a school. That's, I mean, it's not tiny, but it's, it's not gigantic. Right. And there's not, there's not 2,500 kids at, at Jennings County. Um, and this is, this is a team with four or five guys that ran last year in the semi-state they were close. So you get a good summer in. you, 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 give yourself a, you give yourself a chance.
1: Mm-hmm. So you're saying
0: there's a chance. So you're telling me there's a chance. I also like randomly, I just talked to a few other guys like a couple of years ago at Brown County. Yeah. And like, I don't know, they were, they were cool guys. Like they were polite to me. So They're another Panthers, right? Panthers, yeah. The high school I went to. I think Panthers is the, um, the high school I went to is the Panthers. I think that's the number one mascot in Indiana. And it's like double digits. Do you know what the top three are? One, one of them's Panthers. Do you know what the other two are? you want to guess? Uh,
1: tigers. Is that one? Ooh, no. I, there might only be
0: a couple of Tigers.
1: Uh, bulldogs.
0: I think that's four. The other ones are Eagles and Warriors.
1: Eagles. And, yeah, there's, there's, yeah. There's,
0: there are multiple Bulldogs for sure. Okay, how about our next group of 10? Number 30, Chittard. 29, Oak Hill. 28, Valpo. 27 Columbia City shout out Derek Leininger went to Columbia City. Derek Leininger still holds the school record in the 800 meters at Columbia City. Derek Leininger was like the slowest all-state 800 meter guy. Like maybe well not ever obviously because they ran on cinder tracks and stuff. <laughs> but we could take a brief pause to have a quick roast of Derek. So Derek had the record for the slowest all-state 800. And I had the record as a part of a relay, and I was the slowest guy on the relay, so this works. I had the record for the fastest four by eight time not to finish all state. So Derek is the worst winner or was the worst winner of the state meet. And I was the slowest, or Derek was the slowest winner and I was the fastest loser for a long time. And then uh, I think Westfield broke that record. Mm. Lake Central and Westfield broke that record uh t- number 26 west lafayette shout out 2014 state champs number 25 angola which we're going to talk about them and the guy we bring up every podcast number 24 crown point number 23 franklin central shout out my wife went to franklin central number 22 Northview and number 21 and the number one team at the new prairie semi-state is chesterton uh, I broke the rules on this one. You got one. Who's your one? Uh Do you want me to go first with
1: my one, or do you want to go?
0: Why don't I go and then you yeah. go and then I'll go? That's yeah good, yeah, good call. Okay, so my team in this is Chittard. Uh, give me the I, stats on Chittard and and can you can you give us the percentage and then what are they ranked on INCC stats? If you have a point? Yeah. So their their
1: percent to make state is three percent. Out of Shelbyville, it's it's um,
0: way higher than that. Like I know I do this with everything. It should yeah, be way yeah, high.
1: yeah. So on stats, that's what it is. Um, where are they on on INCC stats?
0: You might have to do a control well, F and look yeah. for Shatard. They might um, be back in the fifties even. I'm looking. Are they? Do you
1: think they're Indianapolis Shatard? Hold on.
0: I feel like if you do control F and look uh, for there Chittard, you go. this is great radio by the way.
1: Yeah, it is. Um, they're 20. Oh, that's why I was like, I was on the wrong. I was on last year. I was on last year. Oh, okay. Um, all right. Bishop Chatard they're 40th on INCC stats, 10th in Shelby. Okay. Right so now.
0: that's, that's not as far back as I would have thought. So we talked on the girls podcast about potential impactful freshmen difference makers. It's the biggest compliment. We're both coaches, right? Um, one of us used to be an athlete when the other one was a coach. And the biggest compliment I think you, I could give a kid is, I think you're going to be a big difference maker for us this year. I'm to that. I that does, nice. Yeah, more than a couple, like every practice ever for like a year and a half. Um, and I, I was right. I'm almost always right. This is what I would tell the kids on our team. If I tell you something, if I tell you, you can do something that's meaningful because I'm almost always right. Shatard has potentially, from what I have heard, two really good freshmen, like two kind of top five in the entire state in their class. And I kind of, I had known about one. he went to a feeder middle school in North Central. And uh, one of my friends, one of those assistant coaches, Carmel was like college teammates, with this middle school coach at North Central, who's now the high school coach at in Washington Township, at North Central High School. Um, This was maybe the best or one of the best middle school kids in the state. He's going to Chittard. And in texting with another coach who knows a lot of stuff, we're talking like, oh, yeah, Chittard's got a freshman whatever. And um, I thought we were kind of talking about the same guy. And then I mentioned, oh, yeah, this kid went to the public school. Like he lives in Washington Township. And uh, my friend was like, wait a minute, this, the kid I know about went to a private school. So if, if my reporting, I'm not sure is the right word, but you know, if, my, if my sources are, I don't know, like Adam Sheft or anything, but <laughs> if this is accurate, they're getting from a team that's already good, a team that's ranked 40th in CC stats, and they were young last year. If, if they're getting potentially two good freshmen we're talking guys that potentially could have run 445 or so over 1600 meters with middle school training and middle school teammates and middle school competition. Like I, I could see this as a team that doesn't get out of the regional. in fact, we have them ranked sixth, or this could be another center growth situation where they're scoring five, five underclassmen and they, they make the state meet over, Big schools, older teams, things like that.
1: that that's really interesting. To just, again, adding two freshmen to a team that's already pretty young um, right. and can be good. And,
0: and we're not, like, mentioning – I mean, we don't want to put too much pressure on them. We're, we're talking about 14- and 15-year-old kids, right. right? And even even the older kids that we're talking about are 16, 17, 18 years old, living through the one of the strangest times in human history. So anything could happen. But the potential, I think I've used that word about 30 times while talking about, about Chattard, the potential is there to, to be one of those teams. Like you just so rarely get multiple freshmen in at the, uh, in the exact same year on the boys' side. And I'm trying to think through teams that would have been that way the Center Grove team probably two years ago, and the there was one of our teams, one of the Carmel teams, where we had two, two freshman boys run under 16 minutes. And that just makes, and if it's already a top team in the state, you might run under 16 minutes and have trouble scoring or even making the varsity. But at a school that was ranked 40th and could potentially be 15th or 12th at the state meet, with two guys in there getting those two freshmen that can be gigantic. Who's your team in that, in that group of 10.
1: So I have uh, the North unites at number 22 and they are uh, BC number six on IR uh, also number six on INCC stats who gives them a 57% chance to make the state meet. And I personally think that number should be a little higher. Um, but they're, they're one of my favorite teams to actually root for just from the outside. I think they're well, very well coached, um, even though they're also a competitor for us in that regional and semi-state. Um, but again, fun to watch. They had two of the top 10 freshmen last year in cross country, which is huge. Um, so they'll be back for their sophomore campaign, um, four back from a state meet team. Um, and I actually think they will have one of the more underrated top threes in the state. Now, it's not going to be like an elite top three like you'll see from a lot of teams, um, but they're obviously going to need a development of depth uh, to not just make it to the semi-state and beyond, but actually compete for maybe a top 10 at the state meet if that's what they
0: see or fit. So that was my that was one of my teams in the girls podcast with the Northview girls. And um, they're interesting because I I. Th- it seems to me, from an outsider's perspective, but not not completely outside, um, as someone that's involved and very interested in Indiana high school distance running, they're they're well coached. They they have an established culture. They made the state meet last year. One of their guys, I think, was injured and and couldn't run, and they still made it without him. Um, yeah, I, I'm I pretty, pretty sure that's what happened. Did he, I think that guy graduated, but they just, uh, I know the grounds, their coach is he's, he's a, he's a good guy. He's, he's active, um, looking to get better. He does the right things for those kids. And we talked about Ginnister Grant on the girls podcast. And I, I'm not entirely sure how to pronounce his name. I think it's Jasim. do you know? I heard somebody at state uh, pronounce it J-SIM. Jason. Okay. And I think he goes by Jimmy. I think I've seen that somewhere. Like maybe that's, that's more of a nickname. They are, I think they're siblings. They're in the same grade, but I, I I've heard that they're not twins. They're far enough apart that they're, but they're in the same grade. Um, And he's probably the best runner on for the, for the boys team. So that's interesting to me that they're, they're siblings that are each the number one runner at the, at the same time um, for the high school. Yeah. I think, It's interesting, too, that the seventh team had a 20% chance and the sixth team had basically triple that, Yeah, that there's a clear demarcation between those and six and seven is a big deal because that's the difference between going and not going. And I feel like most often in the Brown County semi-state of all the ones, and that's the semi-state that I do the rankings for, for Indiana runner. So I'm, you're there, right? You're living it. Um, you have a more vested interest, but I am following that more closely than I would have say ten years ago or twelve years ago when I was doing Indianapolis or Fort Wayne semi states. Um, I feel like that happens a lot in the Brown County semi state that it, there's like okay here are six and we go through the whole season then we get to the semi state and there's a fifty or hundred point difference. I mean that might be more anecdotal and we could look at the stats and be like actually it's not true at all, but. That's certainly what it feels like. I feel like it was that way last year, wasn't it?
1: No, it is what it feels like. I was trying to remember from last year's semi-state. because um, I I thought there was a surprise team last year, um, but now I, I can't remember. Uh, but it, it's especially that way on the girls' side, that there's kind of five, six teams yeah. that are there every year.
0: Well, and it's the southern semi-state. It's Brown County, but is, is it maybe this year at Columbus North?
1: uh i last i've
0: heard it's it's still brown county but okay someone had told me that they'd heard it was moving to columbus north and it said that maybe on the ihsa i'll get a will get a guess next week that'll tell me yeah Um, (laughs) but it covers the most ground it covers the most geography but the population is so spread out down there that you know of the of the 10 biggest schools in Indiana. In terms of enrollment you know seven eight of them are probably in the shelbyville semi-state and there's just not one of them of the top 10 one of them's Penn, and they're in the northeast and another one i think is like central and they're in the northwest uh but in the brown county semi-state it feels like there's just certain locks every year based on uh the socioeconomics of those areas so the bloomington schools essentially seem to be locks every year they're you know since i've been involved in indiana cross country which we're going on 20 years at this point you know back when i was like a eighth grade kid as the manager at my high school um on the weekends and up up until now like bloomington north has maybe missed twice in 20 years combined between the boys and the girls and Bloomington south has missed maybe twice combined in those years so those are kind of locks now that they've moved columbus north down there that's kind of a lock so yeah there's there's a rotating cast of about two or three of the smaller schools whereas you can pencil in both bloomington schools and and columbus north every year from here for for a long time right Right, right. And, and Bloomington, I mean, Bloomington's got the university there, right? So that's, it's always going to be a, a relatively big city. The population isn't going to, isn't going to move. And as we get into more, I don't want to get into too much like Freakonomics or whatever, but as we get into more work from home and things like that, where people don't necessarily need to be living in the population centers, some of these more seemingly remote areas could grow and we could see just randomly like Pendleton or Mount Vernon or Oak Hill or Marion or wherever people can live there and still work for Indianapolis-based companies, but Bloomington and West Lafayette and probably the North side of India are always, always going to be big. Mm -hmm. Uh, My other team in there was Angola. How can you, how can you, anyone that follows high school distance running, you've got to be intrigued by Angola's possibilities this this spring including the stats what do the stats say so angola out
1: of the new haven semi-state is given seven percent chance to make the state meet um but again new Haven's now becoming a pretty strong semi-state
0: right when when we added in took hamilton southeastern and fishers out of the noblesville regional and moved them in to the fort wayne semi-state it made the state meet field more even because the, the teams that were getting 7th and 8th and, and the teams that were getting 6th and 7th in that tournament path, the Noblesville Regional and the 7th, the, the Shelbyville semi-state. So like I said, 7th and 8th of the semi-state, 6th and 7th at the regional, tended to be far and away better than... And those two schools combined are like 7,500 students, right? Mm. Um, And when you were in high school, it was that way. And even Zionsville was in that region. And those schools have grown so much over the last 10 years. So it's much tougher to get out of the New Haven semi-state. If this were, instead of 2021, if this were 2012, Angola's percentage chances to get out would be much higher. Yeah, They're going to score.
1: Also, not to mention that they're in the West Noble regional.
0: Right. So they're going to score four Mm -hmm. throughout essentially the entirety of the tournament, however far they make it. We have them fourth in the West noble regional. It's not easy to make it out of that one. I ran at Snyder. Now the tournament path was different back then. And one of my best friends was the coach for a while. And the guy that replaced him was my dad. (laughs) So I have a, and there were so many years that we, we, I mean, I was out of high school, but I, I was still very emotionally tied to them because my dad was the coach that we were sixth or seventh in that regional. Cause it's a very, very tough area. Um, I, we have Angola fourth in that regional, meaning we've got them getting out. We have Angola ninth in the new Haven semi-state. What are they on INCC stats? I'm guessing a little, uh, 10, than- 10. Okay, so not too much. What's their state ranking? Indiana runner has them 25th. What is it? What,
1: uh, what does
0: uh INCC stats have them? Uh 29th. Okay, so it's not crazy, right? It's not like we took them. It, it's not as if we know they're getting in a stud freshman or three, which I mean on the boys side, you never get three at the same time. Sorry, Center Grove. Other than that, you never get three at the same time. Um, but I just, I, I like the returners. I like the security of Sturry. If Sturry runs the, let's say they get to the semi-state and Sturry runs the worst race of his entire life based on what he's capable of. Not like, well, my slowest race was 19 minutes when I was first learning how to do it. But like, in terms of what he's capable yeah. of, he has the worst performance, the most subpar race he's ever run. How many points is he scoring at the semi-state? Three. I was going to say three, yeah. i like, <laughs> Maybe. he might add a couple extra points, right? So that's very secure. Yeah, We're Angola. We're scoring four at the semi-state. They've got a sophomore named Sam Yarnell. Sam Yarnell at the Carmel Showcase ran 9.55, 9.56, somewhere in that range. Ran under 10 minutes as a freshman. He's going to be solid. So now they're at two in the top 15 at the New Haven semi-state, potentially. He was 36 last year. He's going to be better. He had a lot of success. He's got a really good teammate. Angola won their conference meet, and conferences are made up of schools, like like schools, right? Similar enrollments, similar – academic, and athletic goals. So it's not crazy that that Angola would win their conference. Then they won their sectional in the track season, and they won the regional. So there's excitement at Angola, and I I would imagine that they had a good summer. I I know their coach. I know him decently well. It's Brad Peterson. Brad Peterson gets a shout-out on every podcast that you or I do. That's just going to be our thing. It's like Superman yeah. in sign. There's a Superman appears in every single Seinfeld. It's the Brad Peterson to, Easter egg.
1: That?
0: It's the Brad yes. Peterson Easter egg. Yeah. Yes. We're going to mention Brad Peterson in every one of these. Uh, I just, what was their percentage that you said? Seven? To make, state? To make the state meet. Seven, yeah, nine? seven, seven. Seven. Quadruple it. 28% minimum. They've, they've, they've got a shot. They've got a shot. I just think that's, this is why this is the one I broke the rule with. We each get one team in each group of 10 and we, I took, I took two in this. I just think Angola's got a good shot. I'm not. Here's how good of a shot. I think they have. If they make it to the state meet, I'm going to text their coach. Congratulations. I'll talk to them at the meet. No donuts. And I don't want to order a t-shirt. That's fair. Now, Bloomfield makes it holler at your boy. Yeah, Bloomfield bring in the donuts, the donut And party. I want the shirts. But I think, I think Angola's got a good shot.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: All right, let's go to our next group of 10. 11 20. to 20. Go ahead. I got it. Yeah, yeah, 11 to 20, right? 11 to 20, correct. And then we'll get into our podium contenders. Number 20, Fort Wayne Homestead. 19, Penn, 18, North Central, 17, Bloomington South, 16, and this our first projected team from the New Haven semi-state, Northridge, 15, and our first projected team from the Shelbyville semi-state, that's Indianapolis, Westfield, 14, Jasper, 13, Zionsville, 12, Fort Wayne Carroll, and 11, Floyd Central. What do you got?
1: All right. You want me to do my team?
0: Yeah, you go and then I'll go. All right. The first So I have order, Jasper. Way.
1: Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. I, I, I have Jasper from this uh, pot of 10, and obviously representing the uh, Brown County semi state with a bunch of my teams, but um, they're the number four team ranked in Brown County on IR. INCC stats gives them a ninety point five percent chance to make the state meet, and I'm going to mention it. They're giving them right now six percent at the podium, top five. So this is this is not an opinion for me. This is this is facts from INCC stats. You can't argue with the numbers. They cannot argue with numbers. They would have the preseason fifth best trio in the state. That's huge. But obviously, why they're ranked 14th right now for us, and then. 12th uh, preseason on INCC stats is they do not have the depth out of four and five right now. They and brought not, a,
0: not it a gigantic school.
1: Right. Right. And so they bring back all five scorers from a team that placed 14th at the state meet. Um, and three of the, and their top three were all in the top 50 and all three of them are back. So you can imagine what they can do. Um, and they were in the top
0: 50 at the state meet.
1: Yeah. Unless I read that wrong. Let me, let me make sure. I might have been looking at the points. Yeah, maybe I was looking at the points.
0: Okay. I mean, even, even top 50 team scores is okay. pretty incredible. 65th.
1: Three in the top 65.
0: I, I was that's, looking at the I mean, points before, but that's still. That's that's pretty substantial. So they got three of the top 45 returners, right?
1: Yeah, about pretty much. Um, and that's why, like you said in the preview, they are probably the first, like, lost. Long- Long shot podium team Um, because they right and we don't and have, have them in, in our, on all. a real day. I, I would say on on a on a um, scenario of a day they could have three all staters. I, I wouldn't put that out of perspective. I think INCC stats gave their third guy like a twelve percent at top twenty five. Right, um, so and a lot of that,
0: just, can, a lot of that comes down to how how good was your summer, avoiding right. illness, avoiding injury, Um, and certainly we're better at avoiding untimely injuries now in 2021 than we would have been at say the start of the modern era. Um, But it's, it's always, it's injuries are a part of all sports. And especially in distance running where, you know, if you're injured in football, even like, gosh, how long has it been since Phillip rivers played a couple of playoff games with the torn ACL. Right. I mean, we can, get over that but when it's even a small injury with a repeated motion of 2,000 steps over a cross-country races it's it's a lot harder than it would be in more of a skill sport or a strength based sport um and they're going to score they're not going to i'm not going to call it scoring four i would say angola is going to score four right as long as their team's in it their kids winning that's a worst case scenario it's the second or third in team points. That's scoring four. But Abe Ekman was 12th last year at the state meet and had a really good track season. Yeah. He's really, really good. He's, he's a potential top five finisher. Then you got him and you got two more in the top 40. That's the start of a podium team. Three in the top 40 and the other two a 100. Yeah. They, they could be right there.
1: And especially, which I know we'll get to this more when we talk about the podium contenders, but I think this is a year where it's probably going to be one of the hardest years to make a podium. Um, So they, you know, they have Jasper has another one um, that finished, let's see. He was, I mean, he was 165th of the state meet last year, but he was also 155th as a freshman. Um, So they have one more guy, but they need one more piece to really make them into a, potential whatever top five six seven team
0: yeah and with a team like that i think uh, the main question going into the season would be how how good was your summer and how much does a good summer matter that the big time schools with tons and tons of kids with great feeder programs fishers carmel you know, Columbus North, uh, Zionsville, places like that, they could get in talented kids and, and make a difference. How much does maybe some limited talent matter, but you've been in high school now for two or three years, and maybe you're taking it much more seriously than you had in the past. Uh, and potentially we, we see that with Jasper. And this is going to be, you get to the top of the countdown and about 50% of the teams are the usual suspects, Right. Columbus North Carmel more recently for Hamilton Southeastern Fisher Zionsville Bloomington North Bloomington South. Those are teams that are always in the top 20. And then the other half are teams with their best, best squad in school history. And that's the case that Jasper's in right now. That's the case that Floyd central was maybe in last year. could be in this year. That's, uh angola or northview or some of those those schools right speaking of which my team is floyd central i just i i can't i can't quit them i like the floyd central girls i like the Mm -hmm. floyd central boys i've just i've always got an eye on them i think it's because maybe we went to a lot of the same meets they would seem to travel north a decent amount of time and then we used to go to the you're wearing the shirt right now the trinity invitational in louisville um, so we saw them. We saw them a lot. What they've got to be a very likely state meet team, right?
1: Yeah, they're 93% to make the state meet. They're uh, Brown County three on IR and INCC stats. And then I'll mention again for them, too, they're 8% for the podium right now.
0: That seems right. And we don't have them as a podium contender. We kind of made that cut off at 10. Uh, they've got. A sophomore in Will Conway that I was 37th, I think, at the state meet, uh, and was fifth in the 1600. This is this is a guy with a lot of of talent and clearly a knack for running well when it matters. Ran really well at the state meet in cross country and was even better at the state meet and I mean he was fifth he won what we talked about I think after the state meet which was he didn't win the 1600 but he won the second race the top four guys separated themselves and he knew what to do had good tactics and beat the rest of the field the rest of the guys who weren't in the top four that separated themselves and for a freshman that's incredible so The state meet can sometimes be kind of random, right? It's just a snapshot of how you were on one day of, of 180, but he's also shown an ability to run really well in the most important times and elevate his performance when the competition is at its highest. And I think that's, I think that's a repeatable behavior. So I, I think he's someone that could finish very, very high up, and that's the start of a podium team.
1: Also, they were at McCormick's Creek at the same time as us this year for team camp. So the Joshua
0: McCormick's Creek theory. And I I think they had some seniors last year. Um, I'm going to check how many returners they have. Uh,
1: I know they have three good – three goings back
0: three really good ones and that's it so they graduated four i'd imagine this is from the semi-state results but i imagine they all ran themselves in the state meet and then they had another one weston naval who was out of the tournament so they've got four good ones they may be one away from being it's really hard to finish in the top five if you get a guy that scores over 120th so they score a guy at 120 100 points or whatever that's tough right no one takes about 200 to score if your fifth guy's scoring more than half of that that's tough now if if conway scores six that'll that'll help i also i think there may be some addition by subtraction from last year's team I'm gonna leave it at that. Okay. I think there's some addition by subtraction. But that's that's my team. I'm a I'm a Floyd friend. I'm a Garen goon, I'm a Floyd friend. I just I don't I don't know Garen's coach. I don't know any of the guys. I think one of the guys on my team is kind of friends with one of the guys on their team they ran like in the, the Nike, what was the Nike regional one called this year? The one at Laverne. You it was know, like
1: the N S A S or something.
0: Yeah, that one. One of our guys was like, Hey, I wanna run in this. Do you mind if I run on we didn't have like a freshman team. He's like, do you mind if I run on his team? I was like, that sounds great. So I think they kind of know each other, but uh, it's, it's an intriguing team. I, I, I don't think they're a podium team based on what we know now, but, but they're, they're pretty close. All right, let's take a break.